0: Journalist, not a terrorist well, stick up for the First Amendment. The in America. I know what's right. Get out and vote the First Amendment. Tight, don't let nobody vote for you. With the in America. Went to Lafayette Square, yeah. First Amendment. Cause Trump don't care. November vote blue. Get the kids out
1: of the cages. Get our vote. And increase our wages. Come on now. All characters and events in Nahara in America, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated, really Badly. Even though we are using names and likenesses in Nahara in America, this is only done to use for comedy parody purposes. The show is not real or meant to harm. Hi, let me get my voice. Okay,
0: yeah. Okay, welcome back to in America. I have a very special guest on tonight. Right now, I just got a phone call from Kim Kardashian West, who's always the news for something, has some little first looks into her new makeup line. Kim, are you there?
1: Hi, Rick. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm pitching my makeup line. Uh I don't know if you guys already know, well, like 500 million people know, that I have my old KKKW... That stands for Kim Kardashian West. But me and my sister, Courtney Chloe, and me are starting a new line called KKK because we love black men, especially my husband, Kanye, who is running for president.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. So if, if Kanye won, you would be first lady. And, and nowadays, you, it could happen. You never know.
1: Right, yeah. And it's going to be my initiative as first lady to make sure everyone in America looks Hot.
0: It's a campaign slogan. Great. So now tell me about your new makeup line.
1: Okay, so some of my favorites are the Brett Kavanaugh Foundation Cream. Mm-hmm. That really covers old scars and flaws. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg Affirmative Action Cream helps with the wrinkles and crow's feet.
0: And keeps Jim Crow at bay. That's that's good. That's a little political joke. Never mind.
1: And it comes with my Nuclear Arsenal eyeshadow palette that's exploding with colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my Rose Garden Press Conference perfume. It smells so
0: Dead. Like roses, not like what's coming out of the rose garden nowadays That smells a lot like manure What else do you got going for us?
1: Oh, um, this is one that a lot of women feel uncomfortable talking about uh-huh. But on a more intimate level It's called the right wing, left wing vaginal rejuvenation cream It's oh. totally bipartisan oh. Which is a word I learned in law school
0: You're going to law school? Yeah Wow, what kind of lawyer do you want to be?
1: Well, I felt like the one my dad was where he got OJ free, but more like the ones on law and order and do things like prism, ref, uh, ad-
0: Reform oh, advocacy,
1: advocacy reform yeah, abo- advocacy.
0: Advocacy, yes, great.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard you helped yeah. get you
0: got six people out of prison uh, serving unjust sentences. That's some, uh, remarkable.
1: Yeah, Donald Trump listens to me because I'm really hot, hmm. and that's why I'm going to law school to help people, and also start my other line of makeup that's called acquittal. That's another word I learned in law school. Yeah. Because sexy shouldn't be a crime. And it's also like, thanks, Dad, for helping OJ get acquittal.
0: Okay, so what do you have, like a translucent powder called White Bronco? You know?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I do. Seriously? And it comes with a red lipstick, guilty or not guilty, because sometimes I get so confused on what color lip to wear. Oh, and Rick, my favorite is my push-up bra. It's new. Your, like, wife or whatever is going to love it. It's called habeas corpus. Yeah,
0: habeas corpus. what is it? Habeas corpus. It literally means... uh,
1: Well, in Latin, in my law school, I think it means you have the body. And I was like, Dad, that's why when I look in the mirror, I'm like, Habeas corpus, I have the body. And why not make the Kim Kardashian push-up bra? Okay.
0: Well, that's interesting. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, We're wishing you and America the world luck as it goes to hell in a handbasket because you got a new makeup line. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. Thank
1: thank you, Rick. It's going to be so fun. And remember to vote for Con.
0: Yay. Twenty twenty. That's your slogan.
1: Yeah. I paid an advertising company like a million dollars, and they thought
0: of that. Well spent, ladies and gentlemen. Kim Kardashian. Thank you, Kim, for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm not going to do any runway for this whole year. Milan, no. Is, well, Milan took a pretty bad hit. So you know, one of my big and tall fashion line. So Jesse Garcia, an amazing actor, and I consider a friend, even though you may not consider me a friend. But I'm just going to say you are. So let's. But we'll work on it. Okay, we'll work on it.
2: I'm in Austin right now, about to go paddleboarding.
0: On the lake? Oh, that sounds beautiful. I mean, I remember seeing you years ago, and you may not remember this, on a show called Latino Logs. It was a live performance.
2: I, I don't remember that. I, think, I tend to block things out I haven't gotten
0: paid for yet. Yeah, we're looking into that issue as a payroll thing. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird yeah. what happened. But you've been doing great. And once you finished Narcos, you came on back. And has it been uh-huh. in the adjustment? Are you enjoying the, the break? or the enjoying the adjustment of not working every single day?
2: I like to work. I could work year-round. I, I worked on that show, and then I did a small movie called Starling mm-hmm. that Ted Melfi directed. And then, you know, auditions, a couple things that I had booked fell through. And, yeah, it's been a, it's been a s- slow year since basically July of last year, 2019. So I enjoy myself no matter what, but I'm, I'm ready to go back to
0: work. Yeah. No, I, we, I think we all are. I'm definitely spending more time with my family. It's, I'm, I see mm-hmm. my kids every single day I see my children. Oh. I know. I know. The tragedy. The tragedy. And, the you know. The tragedy.
2: You know, it's probably worse for them than it is for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's true. It is worse for them. I give the dad lectures all the time to my kids. It's yeah. Like, yeah,
2: every day. Anybody that's listening, the first time I went to audition for Latino Logs, I was like one person away. It was a cattle call, so yeah. I didn't get to do my monologue.
0: When I saw you later on, you told me that story. Yeah, it's probably one of the first things I told you. But look, Latino Logs has had, what, 250 Latino actors in it, so it did, it did do some good things. And you were one, uh, actually one of the best actors in Latino Logs we've had. Ah, uh, Rick. Uh, I mean it. Would, the thing you would do is you would take my monologue and you would actually... I destroy it. You would destroy it. You would add little things that I would be stage. You could see my face. I know you were just hurting me with this. The audience loved, actually. So, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, what can I say? The audience really loved it. And it was great. So you did a fantastic job. And I can't wait to see you and Narcos. It's going to be great. I, I actually haven't... Well,
2: it's been out for like eight months.
0: I've got it on my watch it's, list.
2: It's not that you can't wait. Well, it's that you've I, waited so long, you feel like... Yeah. It's like I, almost new again. It'd be like a year later by the time you get to it.
0: Okay, that's what I'm going to do, because I want to see every episode. Can I call you afterwards? You can. I'll be calling you probably two in the morning. And going, why? Why this thing and all that? But Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
2: And then I can probably refer you to the writer's. Oh, i like to, I like to meet the writers. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm not a writer or producer on this one.
0: You're, you're not touching the writing at all. You, do you ever give them suggestions when you're about to film?
2: Uh, I mean, they, they gave us a lot of room to improvise. Okay. Uh, as long as, you know, we did, the, did a version or, or what was written. We were allowed to have a lot of fun and kind of make it our own, and that's
0: part of the beauty of that one experience. Is, it was pretty cool. I mean, it's fun to do that kind of role. I had a
2: great time. Mm. I had a really good
0: time. I can't wait to see you, and I'm going to watch 19 Hours of Narcos, to see my friends work. That's the devotion I have for you, okay? Hell yeah. Jesse Garcia. It's a little stocky. It's a little weird, but I'm going to do it. I'll also be watching all your other work and other things to make sure I see the full performance of Jesse Garcia. If I ever bring Latino Logs back, I'm calling you up first, whether you whether you take my phone call or not. That's a different thing.
2: Well, you should probably text me first.
0: Oh, no. Before
2: you call?
0: Yeah. You Facebook messaged me.
2: Who
0: does that? <laughs> I Facebooked you. That's a good oh, thing. Why? Why would you do that? Just oh,
2: text me. I was that on. My I was on. I know.
0: I was on Facebook, so I was like doing the Facebook thing. So next time, I'm I'm calling you.
2: People don't have Messenger on their phones. They don't. Not do... all people have Messenger.
0: Well, either way, I'm texting you. Then I'm calling you, and I'll invite you on Latinx yeah. to make up for closing the interview. And you'd be the last person. Man, you must have hated me for that. I'm so sorry. Oh. oh
2: I didn't care. I just thought. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. You're gonna
0: all right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on Heron America. You're a dear friend. I'm sorry I did that to you back in the day of of stopping. That's night okay.
2: Tour. Someday you'll forgive yourself.
0: I can't. I cannot forgive myself. Okay. I'm hanging up and I'm crying, okay? I want you to know that's, that's okay. You
2: can cry now. You don't have to hang up to do that.
0: I'm not as good an actor as you. I can't bring the tears that automatically. Oh, I so I,
2: it's I, So you're, you're telling me that your
0: tears are going to be fake. No, no. They'll be real. It just, I need to build. I need to build a character where I'm crying oh, about that. Okay. Oh, thank well, you, Jesse. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Neherit America Podcast, bringing you America before it's over. We'll be right back. You know, we have our intern Eduardo Rosenfeld here. He's uh, been in Portland for a week. We sent him there to get us the kind of a, an idea on the street of what's happening. Eddie, what's going on down in Portland?
3: Well, right there's a uh, really peaceful protest yeah. out here. Uh, everyone's really getting along. Great. You know, we're all making a difference together. And you know, there's nice people putting up in a van right now to. I think they're coming to pass out walkers.
0: People in a van? Eddie, are are they coming towards you?
3: Eddie. Eddie, what's going on? Eddie, what's...
0: Eddie. Eddie. Oh, we're losing Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, stay on the... Describe the... Eddie. 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 You know, we got you back. Tell us what happened. I heard you were picked up by Homeland Security, whatever it is, the group they're using, and they took you to a factory. Can you tell us about it?
3: Yeah, I mean, at first I was really scared. I was uh-huh. I was in this van with masked men, and okay. I didn't know where I was going. When they opened the back door, I saw this big factory.
0: Wow, frightening. And and what did you? Who did you see? in that would you see the protesters up where they were holding them in that factory?
3: Yeah, yeah, there were people that, but they were a bit strange. There was this Michael Jackson impersonator, a okay. top hat. I think he was on LSD.
0: Wow, that's well, that's Portland. But okay, who else did you see there?
3: And there were slaves in jumpsuits dancing merengue. I think the place itself is a sewage plant.
0: Oh, it's a sushi. How could you tell?
3: Well, there was this big waterfall, but, you know, instead of water, it was chocolate or or diarrhea or something like
0: That's that. That's chocolate. i was hoping it was chocolate. How did you know it was chocolate?
3: Well, I had a taste. Oh. And it was honestly the thickest mud pie I've ever had, like a brownie made of white doves and corn syrup.
0: Okay, um, and who else did you see in this this uh, factory?
3: There was a girl from the movie Soul Surfer who was there, uh, but with both of her arms. Okay, a lot was, of celebrities. There were five of us in total.
0: There were five kids, and, and was there anything happening to these people in, in the factory?
3: Well, the, yeah, the girl turned into this, like, big... Big blueberry, like really blue, like an obese avatar. Uh, another kid drowned in a brown river. Um, uh, okay, and then I think the the third had an orgy with Central Park squirrels, and the last kid was just fifty-one fifty. Okay,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. It sounds like that. Wait, that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's a plot of a movie. Wait, no, this I, is I said this I said truffle fries. This is a two-one-three number. Wait a minute, this isn't coming from Portland, Eddie. Wait a minute, you're not even in Portland, are you? These aren't even cooked. Cook what? Back. Are you in a hotel somewhere with your girlfriend? Hey, he's, he's talking about this on the hey, air. Uh, Eddie. Oh, they didn't bring ranch. Victor, does he have the company credit card? Yeah, more ranch, please. Okay, you know something. This is it. You're fired. That's fine. You're not. You're not paying me. It doesn't matter whether I paid you or not. This is unacceptable. Cancel the credit card. <laughs> Welcome to Inherent America. I'm here with Mike Robles, one of the top comics of Brown, and I would say a veterano, as my people say, which means basically a veteran. He's been doing this forever. He's the creative Que Locos, which has had how many comics on Que Locos over the years? Oh, man, over 200. 200 comics on Que Locos, which is one of the biggest comic showcases in the country. In fact, he had me on Que Locos, which I've got to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry. You brought me on Que Locos, and you've given so many people their starts and had so many people on the show. George Lopez, you name it. Everyone's been on that show, and you've been that pioneer. And so, I want to give you a big thank you from the hair in America for that. But also, thank you for what you're doing out there. You've really done a service bringing laughter to America. Man, I appreciate that, Rick a lot. I mean, thank you very much. It is crazy because this is the
4: 20th anniversary of Canelo's. Believe it or not, so <laughs> the timing could be perfect. But yeah, yeah, you know, so happy that you know I was able to create this platform so we can present all the Latino talent that was out there that was really not being seen. Yeah, very happy. You're blessed I was able
0: to do that. Thank you for that. Well, it's something that's a, it's legacy building. You've built a legacy uh, and you've helped so many people. And, and a lot of times, look, you help people and you've done it with ever expecting a thank you back. You did it from your heart. And that's what I appreciate about you. So whenever I get the opportunity, I do want to thank you. And I want to thank you for all the other comics that you've raised
5: up. Where are my white people at? Make some noise, white people. With a real Slim Shady please stand up? Man, I tell you, I only do that because I want to know where the white people are sitting. I am afraid of white people. You watch the news and people say, you got to be afraid of Latinos. Do not be afraid of us. We are predictable people. If you piss us off, you know exactly what the f*** is going to happen. Especially when it comes to getting fired from work. White people don't know how to react. White people snap. A white person cannot get fired from work. You'll fire them they'll go, you can't fire me, I'm white. <laughs> Let me tell you something white people, next time you get fired from work, look at us Latinos as role models. We get fired all the time. <laughs> all right. How's the Latino react when they fire one? Hey you, keep your job. I don't care, I was gonna quit anyway. Then we start taking pens, paper clips, <laughs> white out, scotch tape, velvet picture of Jesus Christ.
0: Now, we're in a time of great political divide in this country. Did you get a chance to look at Obama's speech?
5: Yeah, I saw some of it. I mean,
4: he gives me hope that it's going to get better, you know. But yeah, it was refreshing to see him speak. And it just gave me hope saying, like, you know what? We're going to get over this episode.
0: We've gone through, you know, a pandemic in 1918, World War One, World War Two. This pandemic, 9/11. it's been insane. I know we called it a democratic hoax, but I don't think it is.
4: You imagine just, you know, you have a problem, you're president of the United States, and, and your solution is, don't worry about it. It's going to go away. It's going to disappear. Like a magician. Ta-da! Uh, God. His
0: solution is, it is what it is. I couldn't imagine Abraham Lincoln saying that. Okay, we're in the Civil War. Mr. Lincoln, how do you feel? <laughs> it, it is, is what, what it is. is, you know, at Gettysburg. <laughs> it, what can I tell you? It is what it is. It's a Gettysburg, eh? It is what it is, eh? <laughs> New York I guess right you know I had a show on Broadway Latino logs and I gotta tell you the, the warmest audience I ever had was New Yorkers and people always surprise when I say it but let me tell you something New Yorkers will always tell you how they feel
4: yeah, how New Yorkers all just got together and united after 911 when the World Trade Center collapsed yeah that's the New Yorker feed we all came together as one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we helped each other.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's like you know, the people are out there protesting the White House. Where is he at? He's in the bottom of the basement in the bunker. And yeah, what he said was we yeah. had dogs and all these secret weapons. It's like, no, you're not supposed to attack peaceful American protesters. Nothing is more American than protesting. No, nah,
4: no, nah, this is what we live for. I mean, you know, yeah. Woodstock, that was, you know, Woodstock was one of the most beautiful protests, right? Yeah. It was all about love and peace and getting high, mm-hmm.
3: you know? Yeah. Life was good.
0: It's when you stand up to anything that's wrong and you let your voice hurt, you're going to get resistance. And I know you've had your issues with, you know, health, you know, the, over the last few years. Uh, but yet you get up again and again and again. You
4: got to do it. The choices are very simple, you know. You got to just keep moving on, pushing forward, living life, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, maybe like, three, four years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, mm-hmm. which is a cancer of the blood. And, uh, yeah, it saved my entire life. But it didn't keep me from still doing what I love to do, you know. And I'm still doing it. It, it might not be at the same pace I'm doing
0: it, but I'm still doing what I love to do. So I'm blessed to be able to be allowed to do that, you know. You know, you're the lessons you're going to give your people and people around you to see a man bravely stand up to this and make people laugh. It's a beautiful thing. God bless you for that.
4: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like a wake-up call, you know. It's a wake-up call. It's sad sometimes it takes something like that to get the wake-up call. And that's why I try to tell people, you know, and it sounds corny, but, you know, live life, be happy, be grateful. I know it sounds corny, but don't let cancer hit you or some tragedy
0: hit your family before you realize realize how precious life can be. That's my motto. Yeah. The other day, I saw a beautiful sunset, and I went, you know, that, that's a miracle. We see so many miracles every single day. Just us waking up <laughs> is a miracle. It's
4: true. And I only laugh because I do the same hey, thing. I see a beautiful sunset. I go, man, that's a beautiful sunset. But I remember before you get sick, right, before you have cancer or something, you, people would say, ah, look what in the hell is that? What kind of stuff is that, a beautiful sunset? They
0: would laugh at you,
4: right? What are you, yeah. what are you talking about? Man? Oh, yeah. You're getting soft
0: on me, Rick Nehra. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's also maturity. It's also growing. Our experience as humans and as as people, that we get thrown these challenges and we grow from them. And you're growing from the challenge. And I I hope the America that we both are going to vote for in November is America that's inclusive and says, how are you doing? I mean, don't show... Yeah, don't tell me how good the, the stock market is doing. Tell me how the poorest man in America is doing, or the poorest woman in America, or the poorest family. Tell me how they're doing before I start to applaud the stock market, any of that. That's what we need to get back to.
4: I think we will, too. I think it's a numbers game. I mean, diversity, America is all about different colors, man. You can't prevent that. I mean, I heard somewhere, I don't know what the saying was, but, like, you can't stop a good idea before the time has come or something like that. It's late. Like, it's going to be the way it's supposed to be. This is, to me, I look like the, like maybe like a speed bump. And I think when change comes, people panic because they're not familiar with I think that's why you see all this craziness as far as, you know. I look at it as the last hurrah, but after this, I think everything will be the way it's supposed to be. This is a great country.
0: It's a great country. We need all of us together. I mean, we're better together than apart. Thank you, Mike, for coming on in America. Just God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to show you a little bit of the K-Locos, let people know what you're doing and what you've done. You've been a pioneer that has lifted up our people in the realm of comedy. Thank you from Neheron America. I
4: thank K-K. you, Rick, for what you do, Mike, because you've done a lot also. You're also a player. There. you know latino lives you were probably the only latino i think that hit broadway i think way before later's like, and stuff and uh, you also opened a lot of doors so you know yeah again nothing but respect and love to you man well thank I you appreciate
0: everything you've done thank you mike thank you you're listening to Heron america podcast the podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is we'll be right back
6: Where are you recording from?
0: Where am I calling from? Um, Yeah, where
6: are you recording from?
0: There's a studio in the Valley working with Bo Billionaire. He's like uh, the producer. He produces with me. Oh,
6: cool. That's awesome.
0: And you you got a great voice for radio.
6: You have a great voice for radio, darling. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Jill Michelle Melin. So welcome to Neheron America. You've seen her in different shows. You've seen her work around the country. She's amazing. And a Cuban-American woman, I believe. So Jill, well, welcome. Well, Cuban,
6: Cuban by association.
0: Oh, but by association. Yes, because you're not Cuban, yeah. but you were raised in Miami.
6: Raised in Miami. So my family is South American, Bolivian, <laughs> And then in Miami, that's
7: where I'm from. Born and raised in Miami. Yeah. And I have to say Miami, because sometimes people like to go, oh, Florida, yeah. <laughs> no, all the old people are up there. This Miami, it's down, it's here, it's like Cuba too, like that's. <laughs> My niece and nephew are growing up there and they already sound like Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> My nephew came up to me a few Christmas ago and he was like. <sniffs> oh yeah, Jeannie. Jeannie, oy, tell me you love me, baby. <laughs> Okay, tell me you love me, okay? So I was like, okay, I love you. And he's like, okay, right, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby, right there. That's what I'm talking about. Merry Clima. Merry creamer. He's five.
0: Yes, Bolivia. Yeah, it's the the one in the country in the middle. It's kind of landlocked. Yeah. And named after Simon Bolivar of Bolivia. Sí. <laughs> yes, yes. Very proud history of being from South America. But that's what Miami's like. Because every time I go to Miami, first of all, when I go to Miami, I need a passport, number one, to get there. Yes. And it is the most international city in the world, populated with, you know, South Americans, Venezuelans, Cubans, everybody. It is an international city. And you come from an international place. I mean, does that give mm-hmm. you a different perspective on the world, would you say?
7: Absolutely. I love being Latin, though. I do. With Latinos, I know all the hair. Oh, all up front, also. I mean, it is sexy, right? I love being Latin. When I first moved to Los Angeles, though, I would say, you know, I'm Latin. They go, oh, Mexican? Okay. <laughs> no, but I do love Mexicans. I understand why California is predominantly the Mexican Latinos. And, oh, you guys, I can't. When they talk, I can't. Because my favorite cartoon growing up was Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> So that's all I hear when a Mexican talks to me. They're like, andale, andale, arriba, arriba. And I'm like, oh my god, from here. And i kiss that tattoo face. Mwah.
0: But my mother was from Iowa. So I grew up on Midwestern food, you know, ambrosia salad, string beans, corn on the cob, all wrapped in a flour tortilla. That was the only difference.
6: <laughs> See, but you had that little spice of something different. Yes, a but different. They we're very similar. You know, that's why I think we've been friends for so long, is everyone looks at us and we're lighter skinned Latinos. So yeah. we're always considered like what are you and we're like well we're i'm like i'm a white latina you're a white latino like it's this thing but we carry the culture Mm -hmm. which makes us different than a real white person you know from kansas or from the midwest or from wherever it's kind of hard because you don't really know until like you're older you're wiser and then you realize who your tribe is Mm -hmm. because i never understood like why do people think I'm like so eccentric and I'm so like wild and crazy? Like I'm not like when I'm with my family, we're all just like normal. Yeah. And then you realize like, Oh, I need to hang out with more Latin people. <laughs> they, they understand I'm not eccentric. I'm just, that's who I am.
7: All right. First of all, my mom is Irish and my dad is Bolivian. Oh. Uh, yeah, of course they're divorced. Of course. <laughs> an Irish and a Bolivian. Come on, on the outside, I look like a white girl. You think I'd be like, hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for coming. Thank you. But on the inside, I'm a Latina. Oh. I will pull out a knife in an argument. Wow. <laughs> which I, I have done in the past, I have. But guys get all crazy about that because I'm like, all right, first of all, I'm not going to really use it, please. It's just for dramatic effect, that's all. Come on.
0: My children are right now, they're being homeschooled because of COVID, and which is sad right. because, you know, there's, the bullying still goes on, and that's mostly me. But, <laughs> I'm kidding about that. Um, but, you know, th- we're all making adjustments. How are you adjusting to this whole new pandemic world?
6: It's very strange. There's a a part of me that's very in tune with human revolution Mm -hmm. and growth as far as spiritual growth and as far as all of that where you go, wow, this is causing us to stop and really focus on what we want, what we don't want and appreciate a little bit more and slow us down a little bit. But that was about the first month. And then second month was kind of like, okay, not sure really what's going on here and just trying to stay appreciative and things like that. And then I had my own roller coaster with my dog's health going up and down, which is like my child, you know, and then being appreciative, like, well, I'm glad I'm not on a set right now because then I couldn't be here for my pup because it took so much energy and time, but I need to work. And I miss being on set because it's my bloodline and being yeah. on stage is what keeps me alive and happy and well. And human connection is so important to all of us because mm-hmm. we're all connected. We're all energy. I think it's starting to really take a toll on especially people in Los Angeles and in New yeah. York, because other places, they're just like, what pandemic? But. We're very locked down still.
0: And you look at America. It's like it's the guys that are toting the guns and and being with the ammo and showing up at events and stuff like that going, we're in America. We don't wear no mask. And you're going, you know something? What's that gun going to do against a virus? I'm going to shoot that virus right in the head and kill it. I'll do it. You know, I got an (laughs) automatic weapon. And you're looking at this and going, this "Yeah, I got good aim. I can, I can get that little COVID. Oh, I can I'll get it. Kill that little COVID. That little Asian COVID coming at me. It's gonna hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> not on my watch, America." <laughs> and I look at not, it, today. not today, not today. So <laughs> when I was watching that, it was just to me an amazing look at America because the RNC put up the couple that was standing out there with their guns, defending their front yard. You know, I'm defending my ficus from. Peaceful black protesters going to protest. You know, riots, as Martin Luther King says, is the voice of those that are voiceless. You know, the anger builds up and all these things happen. And when people see police brutality, yes, they're going to riot. But instead of blaming the rioters or the looters, you know, among many times peaceful protesters, you know, why don't you blame the cause? This is the part Mm -hmm. that's the most difficult. What is the cause?
6: You know, I do have friends that are Trump supporters Mm -hmm. And I have to show them by example of being a Latina and being independent and being strong and going against the grid. You know, I went and became a female stand-up comic and live on my own. I'm not married. I'm dating a girl. However, the cause of what has happened, we're so divided. And that's what we need to not focus on is the division of racism and to look at it more of equality. And it's becoming more like people are dividing more. And I'm like, no, this can't happen. There's something good that has to come out of this. Are we going to ever have peace? No, because it's just life. But as long as it's not affecting good people's lives and we're making still good causes, how can we work together and do that? And when you're divided, you can't do that. And so there's this big uproar, I think what's happening even within my own gut, of just like, oh, my God, can we just focus on how we can fix these issues as opposed to to dividing us and saying, you're on this party, you're in this party.
0: Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you 100%, because it really should be all people looking for solutions. But you know yeah. something? I love talking to Jill, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Jill Michelle Maylene. Oh, it's
7: great. Thank you so much, Rick. It was good talking to you. I was really, really, like, into these debates and everything. I tivo them all, and I got to tell you guys, they were so boring. <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, like, why can't they make it more fun? Like, the Oscars or the VMAs, you know, jazz hands, something. <laughs> like, Britney Spears run for president. That would be fun. We'd all be watching, like, what's this gonna do tonight? What's she gonna do? She'd be up there like, hey, y'all, it's me, Britney. Oh, yeah, it's me, Britney. <laughs> you should all vote for me and stuff cause like oh my god <laughs> I'm drunk <laughs> vote for me President United States oh, yeah 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 <laughs> we should throw a little Latina in there a little spice you know maybe Penelope Cruz that would be fun we wouldn't understand a damn word she says but it would be good. she'd be up there like I'm Penelope Cruz running for your President United States of America In two for which she stands no okay no okay I would like to see um, um the pieces on earth to go with to the Menzies. <laughs> and I would like to see... um. <laughs> How do you say in English? How do you say that? Should I show my boobies? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Barrymore would be great, wouldn't she? You guys, I think she could solve world peace. I really do. She is so sweet. Imagine Drew Barrymore running for president. We have got to stop this war on terrorism. I'm serious.
0: You're listening to the in America Podcast. There's no border we won't cross to bring you the news. We won't social distance you from the news you need. Bringing you America before it's over. Stay tuned. Something new is always happening.